0: Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Waha hell. It's me, your host, Nick. It's Nick's Nerd News. And as always, as a reminder, check me out on social media, Nick's Nerd News, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the like. You know, uh, whatever your heart desires in in terms of social media, things like that. Uh, Also check us out, nicksnerdnews.com. There you can find links to the show on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, things like that. Thanks for coming back again for another week. I know I teased you guys with a little bit of a surprise. We're we're gonna get to that later. You just, you just gotta hold your horses. That's that's not coming just yet. And uh, let let's get get right into it because there is a lot happening. There was a lot happening this past week, um, mostly in the video game world. I know we've been kind of light on the on the gaming news lately, uh, and uh, just a tiny bit of TV stuff today, and, and a lot of movies too. So. I uh, finally got to play the Division Two. I'm only only played a little bit of it. I, I didn't get to really pick it up until after I returned uh, back from my work trip and little vacation that I took. Um, having a lot of fun with it so far. I've put about maybe seven seven or so hours in, maybe a little more. Um, I'm level seven or eight right now. Uh, DC is beautifully rendered. The game is gorgeous. A lot going on. A lot of things to do the The enemies aren't bullet sponges um some new challenging ways to take on bosses and new factions and things that that exist in d c that weren't in in new york and it it's uh it's it's really fun really really fun and and the the mission types are varied uh the fetch quests are are different than than your your average like looter shooter type um compared to anthem the the drop rate is is a lot better i i will say that um i'm not super happy with the gun types though lately the the thing i've been using the most are like single shot or or semi auto weapons um like rifles and uh burst shot things like that the the assault rifles or or fully automatic weapons i should say are just they're a pain in the ass to use they're all over the fucking place the, the spray is, is out of control. And uh, even like LMGs are just a pain in the ass to use. And it's like, I, 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 it, it, shotguns are okay, but they're only really good for up close stuff. But a lot of enemies like charge at you. So it's good to have like a shotgun and a single shot rifle. Like I've been using an M4, um, not an M4, sorry, like an M14 a lot uh, or an M1, really. Those are the two things that I've been using the most as my weapon types, along with a shotgun I got with my pre-order bonus. Um, those have helped me the best so far, but it's uh, I'm, I'm hoping to find maybe an assault rifle or a fully auto that will benefit my play type that I'm used to. But it's fun having to play in a different sort of experience than what I'm used to. Um, but obviously I'll, I'll talk more about that as I get to play more. Uh, also got Sekiro. Shadows Die Twice, the new From Software game. It's my first From Software title, and it is fucking hard. And well, at least for me. I mean, I, I know people that have have played the other, uh, played Dark Souls and Demon Souls and Bloodborne and things like this. And and maybe if I had played some of those, I might not have struggled so much in this. Um, and I, I'm having fun with it though. I will say this: the game's beautiful. There is a lot of blood, though. It's uh, it's almost like playing a Quentin Tarantino Quentin Tarantino movie, and I, it, it again, it, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I've I've only played a few hours because it took me um a ridiculously um a long amount of time to get past like this first little, not like a boss, but like a tougher character that you kind of have to use all the basic skills they teach you right in the beginning it, it took me a while to to get used to it because it's it's a different game that i'm not used to it's a type of game i'm not used to playing and i think if like i said if i played the other ones i might have not have struggled so much but I, i'm getting the the hang of the game and i'm starting to do a, a lot better on certain characters than i was before and and it's it's really fun um, i'm having a, a lot of fun with it so far. Again, I've only put a few hours in, and I'm still learning the 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 how the game works. Um, just got some sh- uh, shuriken uh, that I can fire out of my prosthetic arm, but I will follow up with that on that with you guys in in a couple weeks as well. I, I'm sorry I don't have a lot to talk about the division and, and Sekiro, um, just because I didn't get a whole lot to do with them, um, just because they were they came out back to back and. Unfortunately, I I was uh gone for a week and and didn't get to play as much division as as some other uh some other people might have been able to. We also got announcements on what's going to happen with Apex's uh Apex Legends Battle Pass. Finally got some news on that. Uh, it's called Apex Legends Season 1 Wild Frontier Battle Pass. It will uh, it's available now. Uh it came out on the 19th. It's available for 950 Apex coins or or $9.50. And it is, um, Season 1 unlocks a Battle Pass reward, and there are over 100 that can be earned throughout the season. Oh, different awards, sorry. Uh, weapon skins, banner frames, XP boosts, um, stuff like that. Uh, you also get three Wild Frontier-themed Legend skins immediately when they purchase the pass. Uh, it's for Lifeline, Wraith, and Mirage. You can also buy the Battle Pass bundle, which unlocks the next 25 Battle Pass levels and their respective rewards automatically for $28 if you want. And obviously, that that's all stuff that you can unlock just from playing. You do not have to purchase it. Looks like it's mostly cosmetic stuff, so that that's good. It's not uh, it's not pay to win or anything like that. I mean, a lot of game free to, free to play games like this have been going that way. I guess you you can say. Um, but that is available now. Uh 950, so it's not too expensive, and, and you get some cool stuff with it if if you're playing Apex Legends, that is. Still. I know a lot of people are. They I've been seeing a lot of commercials for it on TV, especially during the uh, March Madness right now. So that that's really cool. It's getting a lot of a lot more play than, than Fortnite did, that's for damn sure. But EA has a lot more money to throw around than than Epic did with Fortnite. At least back then. Um, Also got news on when Mortal Kombat 11's beta will begin. Um, It's a closed beta, and only for those who pre-ordered the game. That will uh, begin on March 27th, and run through March 31st, so later this week. Um, And that will actually have started uh, by the time you're listening to this podcast. So, just be on the lookout if you pre-ordered the game. You probably have a code incoming somewhere. Um... The writer of Portal One and Two and both Left for Dead's is starting a studio that will focus on co-op games. Um, that's really cool, actually, because that's uh, Left for Dead was all about co-op. Portal One and Two not so much, but I, I think you could play co-op. I I've never really gotten into those game into Portal mainly because I tried playing Portal Two once. It came free with like my Steam or something, and shit gave me a headache. Like I, I could not play that game for more than like an hour at a time. It was, it was, um, it was sickening almost. Like it was a bit of nausea, too much going on that, that I, I just couldn't, couldn't handle. And unfortunately, I missed out on. I know what are considered very great games. Left for Dead. I'm not a zombie guy. I've talked about that before. So, um, but this guy's bringing a lot of experience with him, so he, he should, uh, he should be good to go for that, um. I know we've been talking about Gearbox has been teasing, like Borderlands 3, if you guys are aware of, of that whole thing. And they teased another game, actually. And this time it was a like a banner ad with a character from Bulletstorm and Duke Nukem. So people are going a little crazy trying to figure out what this might be teasing. Is it a new Bulletstorm? Is it a new Duke? Is it a Duke add-on for Bulletstorm? My guess is probably a new Duke game, but... I don't know how uh Duke Nukem would be received in twenty nineteen. That's um it's an interesting thought in itself, in an in and of itself, I should say. Uh if you like playing shooters on your phone, like PUBG Mobile, Fortnite Mobile, um you can add Call of Duty to that list. Um Activision in a partnership with Tencent, who's quickly taking over the gaming world, a Chinese multi-conglomerate, multi-billion dollar conglomerate there. Um have announced Call of Duty Mobile, a free-to-play game, and the beta is coming this summer. Um you'll get to play as classic Call of Duty characters, classic Call of Duty maps, they highlighted Crash, probably one of the best maps other than Rust. But if you don't have a phone that can handle that, I, I well, I'm, I mean, most people that have newer phones might be able to, but I just I feel like games like that lose a lot of their muster on on a uh cell phone. Like you're you're uh you're losing a lot there that that can be um it's not the same I guess as a as a console. It's just I I don't know how I've never played them on mobile. I know a lot of people do and have fun, but I I I'm not I don't need to play those. The only games I really play on mobile are just easy games that that are either puzzle games or like um point-and-click games because it's just there's there's not a lot to it i don't have to focus too much on them but that again this is targeting a different type of gamer not not necessarily someone like me um there was like some new concept art that got leaked and it's actually old concept art from from the early 90s and it was about uh sega genesis almost had an alien versus predator predator football game um, this this concept art showed up at like a gaming museum at, in Texas, but it's authentic- authenticity has been questioned. No one's really come out to say if it was um, if it was true or not, but uh, it, it's something to think about, something to definitely think about. Um, we'll We'll get to the big gaming announcement soon. Uh, the NPD group announced the top selling games for February. no surprise here. Anthem was number one. Jump Force, surprisingly number 2, Kingdom Hearts 3 still holding strong in number 3, Far Cry New Dawn made number 4, Red Dead Redemption still in the top 10 a few months later at number 5, Resident Evil 2 at number 6, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate at 7, Metro Exodus at 8, NBA 2K19 at 9, and Call of Duty Black Ops 4 rounding out the top 10 there. Interesting interesting top 10 and speaking of Metro being in uh, in the top 10 uh, the studio announced that even though Metro was exclusive to the epic game store on PC it actually did not affect sales in any way they actually announced that Metro Exodus sold two time 2.5 times better than Metro last light did which uh, that's kind of got to be a little confusing I, I think exodus doesn't really connect to Last Light or 2033 directly but I'm sure people who who are jumping in Exodus might be a, a little confused if they didn't play the the last few but again I I don't know exactly I I never finished them it was uh couldn't get into it I own both of them I got the collection for on sale one day and I should probably go back and give them a try when uh, I don't have a huge backlog to play um, but, I mean, I only played a few hours, so I can't really judge. Granted, a few hours of gameplay can tell you if you're going to like the game or not. But, I, uh, I do want to go back and, and give it another chance. I do want to go, go back and, and definitely try it again. Um, uh, Judgment, I know we've been talking about that a lot for the last couple weeks. It is still scheduled to release in June. Uh, looks like they're going to replace the actor caught up in that drug scandal, so don't worry, you can still play it. Quantic Dream, uh, they're the studio that made like Heavy Rain and uh, Detroit Become Human and things like that, announced that some of their games will actually be headed to the Epic Game Store on PC, so they're losing their, their PlayStation exclusivity, and... Let's see, what games? Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and Detroit Become Human will be available on PC later this year through the Epic Store. That's um, that's kind of a shocker, actually, especially for a newer game like that. Um, especially considering it was like one of PlayStation's biggest hits last year, and they, they pushed that hard in, in marketing. Um, but that that's actually not the only exclusive to be losing its ex- exclusivity. Uh, Cuphead will be joining uh, the Switch lineup this year. And, um, I, I, don't get me wrong, I, Cuphead was never technically, like, a full-on exclusive. It was, um, Microsoft helped them pay to finish the game and add more content. But it wasn't necessarily, like, a full 100% exclusive. Um, and with that, they actually announced that it would be getting Xbox Live, um, with, with it. So, let me see. Microsoft went into further details, and... It's still in its early stages of development. Uh, No further information was given other than Xbox Live will appear in a post-launch update to Cuphead on Nintendo Switch. Working with developers to get their games to their players remains a key goal for the Idea Xbox program. Helping Studio MDHR bring Cuphead and Xbox Live onto Switch is the latest example of bringing Xbox innovations such as Live and Xbox Game Pass over to our development partners in the program. So it looks like it will just be in cuphead and not necessarily like a full feature on the switch so that will be i'm sure we'll find out more later in the year probably more than likely at e3 more than likely but that that's interesting that both of the the first party games uh, first party consoles are losing some of their biggest exclusives to go to other places and cuphead though if you have not played cuphead go do it now because it's amazing it's really hard but it's really fun it's all hand-drawn animation, um, and it's just the work that was put into that game is beautiful. Just just to look at it, not e- not even like even if you're if you're not really gonna play or get deep into it, just just to look at how beautiful it is. It, it it's a it's a callback to classic animation from like the 20s and 30s, and that's that's just that's really awesome to to see that done, especially for a video game to be able to get that to get that done. Uh, CD Projekt Red announced that we will be definitely getting Cyberpunk 2077, and one other unannounced game uh, will release by 2021, so by the end of 2020. So Cyberpunk will either be a next-gen game, or will be released at the tail end of this generation. Um, they've been working on it since like 2012, so I, I, I guess, what, uh, seven seven or so years Seven to eight years to get a game up and running. Props to them for making just amazing games all around. Um, Sony announced that a State of Play, which is their new live stream for announcements of games and things like that, will air on March 25th. Um, We'll talk about that, obviously, on next next week's episode, as that will happen after we record. And Xbox will have an indie showcase on March 26th. Excuse me. Sony's State of Play was the 25th. Xbox's Indie Showcase is the 26th, so we will talk about those next week um, for any kind of game announcements. Uh, Remedy also uh, talked about their new game, Control. Um, That was something they teased at E3 last year with this character who could kind of have control of physics. Uh, Remedy, if you don't know, made uh, the first two Max Payne games, Alan Wake and... Was it Alan Wake? Yeah, Alan Wake. uh, Totally underrated game on Xbox 360. And then uh, Quantum Break on, on Xbox One. Really fun game. Got a lot of hate, though. Uh, undeservedly so. Um, but Control will be their first multi-platform game. Yes, it is releasing on all systems since Max Payne 2. So it's it's been quite a while for them. Um, control will release on August 27th. They also gave some game details. Um, you play a character who works for like the Control Bureau or something like that. And, and most of the game takes place in that bureau. Um, trying to solve mysteries and find out the evil that's uh, trying to take over, if you will. And before we get in into the biggest news of the week, um, Konami announced a special uh, 50th anniversary collections, because Konami has been around for 50 years. Obviously not making video games for that long, but uh, three collections. The Castlevania Collection, the Contra Collection, and its Arcade Classics. They will be available digitally on all three main systems and, and PC. Um, will come with a bonus ebook. The first collection is the arcade classics anniversary collection that will release on April 18th. For $20, you'll get eight games. Haunted Castle, Typhoon, Ajax, Nemesis, Vulcan Venture, Gradius 2, Life Force, Thundercross, Scramble, and Twin Bee. I think that's more than eight games, but. I don't know. Uh, then the Konami Castlevania Collection, which will be available in early summer 2019. And it says it's designed to be a completed collection around the origins of the historic franchise. It will feature eight games as well, but only four have been announced the original Castlevania from NES, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge from Game Boy, Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse from NES, and Castlevania 4 from the Super Nintendo. And then the last one is the Contra collection, will also arrive in early summer 19. Will feature eight games, and again, only four were announced. Contra, Super Contra, Super C, and Contra 3, the Alien Wars. I'm sure they'll they'll get uh they'll get pretty high into that. Contra, if, if you've never played, is a lot like Metal Slug in a way. And then uh, Castlevania obviously is a classic platformer. Uh, games are always referred to as Metroidvania type games. Metroid and Castlevania, obviously, making up that that nomenclature. Um, so, if you're really into that stuff, check those out. Those are going to release later this year. And then also, Disney dropped some hints, despite the fact um, that, uh, despite the fact that Disney said they they aren't in the business of self-publishing games anymore. Um, some hints came out that maybe Lucasfilm Games was going to make a comeback. So Lucasfilm Games existed before LucasArts did. Um but uh, I guess this is according to IGN they spoke to a representative from Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm Games has existed and helped to ensure games meet Lucasfilm standards ever since the closure of LucasArts. So the internet was kind of a buzz thinking, "Oh, oh, okay. So that means Lucasfilm Games is coming back and Disney's going to publish games." But in reality, it was just uh, misinformation, and Lucasfilm Games has just existed and was just overseeing to make sure EA wasn't fucking things up too much, which uh, they've pretty much failed in their execution of their duties, because um, how many games have been cancelled and how many games have caused an uproar in the community. So it looks like it it was all due to job postings, uh, and it, it just it it caused an uproar in the, in the industry just like that ridiculous rumor about Disney buying or uh Sony buying Take-Two. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But anyway, the biggest news and if you've been living under a rock, that's the only possible way you might have missed this. Google announced the Stadia 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 Stadia, a streaming platform, their gaming initiative. Uh and it's I guess uh it's going to launch this year and um has some beefier specs the 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 guy in charge at Google says it's going to be more powerful than the Xbox 1 and PS4 combined uh a lot of third party games are going to be coming um it it's pretty much Bethesda was a big big showing there they wanted to to show off their stuff especially Doom and things like that and it looks like uh EA sports games are coming Maybe Red Dead, I, I don't know. Um they just kinda hinted at it with with some like image teaser images of, of games. And uh we already know Assassin's Creed might more than likely be coming because you could stream Assassin's Creed Odyssey right through Chrome last year. Um so Doom Eternal, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, or some kind of Assassin's Creed. Um the controller was made available. It looks a lot like that controller that uh, image that had leaked a few weeks back. It's got a, a, a Google Assistant button on it. This is really going to change uh, change the game. It's got more teraflops than the PS4 Pro, more than double the teraflops on a PS4 Pro, uh, just a little higher than the teraflops on the Xbox One X. Um, of course, those are what have to do with the the uh, GPU teraflops. So that's the graphics cards essentially, and and how they run. Uh, I guess they're using multiple GPUs. Uh, granted, it's all streaming, so that that's um, which is funny. A lot of companies are going to be coming out swinging in the streaming world. Um, I I guess uh, via Wi-Fi, it's all going to come that way. And let's uh, let's look at the the specifications here. It is a 10.7 teraflops of power GPU, 56 compute units, HBM2 memory. It's got a custom x86 processor, runs at 2.7 gigahertz, hyper threaded AVX2, 16 gigs of RAM, 484 gigabytes of transfer speed, and an L2 plus L3 cache of 9.5 megabits. I mean, that's a lot of whole gobbledygook that I don't understand, that maybe some of you guys do. I just know that that means it's got some good power in it. And uh Eurogamer Digital Foundry ever the guys to to go over and and compare specs and make sure everyone has the the best information possible uh pretty much said that it's it's unfair relatively unfair to compare them to whole, whole home consoles as mainly this isn't really going to be something like that it's you're going to be using servers and it it doesn't really operate on the same level as a traditional console And it's not going to be hindered by disks or storage or things like that. Not necessarily because, again, it's all streaming. And let me see. It's going to require a 25 megabit internet connection. So 25 Mbps. And that's if you want to have a stable 1080p 60 frames per second gameplay. That is not much of a stretch. Internet speeds in the U.S. are getting better. But some places still are not great. Hell, I mean, I'm my room, I have a newer computer. Before we switched to Spectrum, I was getting, like, 2 megabits at best. And I'm in the room literally next to the router. Like, literally right next to the router. And that's just a little ridiculous. Granted, since we've upgraded to Spectrum, I, I've done... Uh, we've, we've gotten a lot better, a lot faster. Um, if you guys don't know how to check your megabits per second... Um, I actually have to do this for work a lot um, just because we have internet-connected devices. A number of ways you can test if if you guys are thinking about getting the Google Stadia. And what you'd want to do is uh, in each room that you would possibly put it, a couple different options. You can go to fast.com and it will give you your internet speed right then and there um, based off MBPS. Like I just did it, 44 megabits per second in my room right now, um, which I could stream the 1080p 60 frames per per second with stadia Um, or you could do just a wi-fi speed test right in google and it will run it and or in any of your browsers on your phones if you do wi-fi speed test it'll pull it right up you can test it and my recommendation would be to do it in the room that you would more than likely be having stadia hooked up and playing in because you don't want to do it next to the router because obviously that's where it's going to be the strongest you want to be somewhere um where you're going to be playing it so that way you have a better idea of if you need an extender if you need um like a something else to hook up so that way you can run it and get the best uh best experience with it but that that this is really going to change the future because Xbox is coming out with a uh, project X Cloud a streaming service Sony more than likely will be doing something there's rumors that Apple will have some kind of game service I, and everyone's been saying that the next console generation is probably going to be the last. I don't know if, if I'm going to wholeheartedly latch on to that. Just because internet speeds aren't great in other parts of the country just yet. And it really comes down to your infrastructure. So I don't know if streaming is going to be the future right away. I mean, I know 2019 is... It, and we're, we're about to go into the next decade here with 2020 next year. I still give it another five to seven years before streaming really takes a foothold and takes over. So, I, I I don't know how. See, it's it's different than getting like this rumored discless Xbox One that's coming because you're not technically streaming games to that. You're just downloading them to the console, and the console is still running it. It's not a constant internet connection required to play, um, like online is. So, I'm. I'm skeptical at the moment. I can't wait to see what comes on it. Again, I don't know if I would make the... I don't think the Stadia or the Stadia... I don't know how you fucking say it. Um, I don't know if this is really aimed at like hardcore gamers, like someone like me or someone who gets a lot of consoles and, and gets those games. I think this is aimed more at a casual gamer. Maybe someone that... um. Maybe buys a a couple of games a year at most. Maybe gets one console. Um, They haven't really announced pricing plans or or anything or how that's going to work. So again, this might be aimed at someone who's not going to buy every single game um, every every month. Things like that. It'll be interesting to see how this affects the gaming world moving forward. And you know for certain Xbox and Sony are going to be watching this like hawks to see how people react to it. When it comes to launching their own game streaming services. And Google has an infrastructure to back that up. Granted they're the largest fucking company on the planet right now pretty much. They're probably not. But you know I'm exaggerating here. But I mean they, they control a lot of what people do. You know they Google's the number one internet search engine. Outside of China. <laughs> um, Android devices are in more hands than Apple devices just by the nature of the operating system being on, on many different platforms. And hell, look at, they have YouTube and, and Gmail, things like this. Google is set up for this type of infrastructure. Microsoft is is close. They do have a lot of servers. They have their Azure system um, where they, they host a lot of companies just like Amazon does. Um, oh, I forgot, Amazon might be getting into the streaming, game streaming service. That was rumored. Uh, recently as well, so it uh, looks like this is going to be the future of the gaming industry. Let's just see if it actually takes off in the way everyone is expecting it to. But that's it for gaming, and um, yeah, I I'm 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 gonna put more thoughts into this. I'm probably gonna publish it on NixNerdNews.com. Def, I will make an announcement when it's on there. So if you guys want to keep hearing my thoughts on this. Um, I don't want to take up too much time because we have other stuff to talk about, but it's definitely going to be something that will be on my mind and a lot of gamers' minds in the time coming, especially with E3 coming up pretty soon and more announcements coming. With this being the second to last week of March, obviously uh, news for Netflix for things that are coming and leaving. On April 1st, joining Netflix will be their new Ultraman anime, uh, the movie Deliverance, I Am Legend, Pineapple Express, The Fifth Element, and Valkyrie, or Valkyoa uh, one of the coolest Tom Cruise movies about the plot to overthrow Hitler in World War II. On April 5th, the Sabrina Season 2 will launch. Uh, also, Netflix's Challenger to Planet Earth, Our Planet, which will actually have Sir David Attenborough being the narrator. On April 10th, their new Choose Your Own Adventure show, um, almost like what they did with um, Black Mirror Bandersnatch, called You vs. Wild, and you will get to decide if Bear Grylls, yes, Bear Grylls from Man vs. Wild, uh, gets to live. I, I like this uh, Choose Your Own Adventure stuff that's coming to TV. It's it's the future. The future is now. And then on April 29th, The Imitation Game is coming. Uh, it's a movie starring Benedict Cumberbatch, pretty much the father of modern computing. Um, but also, like I said... With things coming to Netflix, we will also be losing things. On April 1st, uh, we're going to be losing American Pie, Billy Madison, the first three seasons of Blue Mountain State, pretty much all the James Bond movies that have been added to recent Netflix recently. I know they, they kind of go up and de- they're on there, they're on, not on there, things like that. I don't have to worry, I, I own them all on Blu-ray. Uh, Happy Gilmore, I Love You Man, and then on the April 7th, All the Clone Wars... The movie and all seasons will be leaving Netflix, obviously, to get ready to be put on Disney Plus later this year, and then the first three seasons of Video Game High School. Um, so that that's Netflix. Um, also, uh, to to go along with that, uh, two big things happen in the Netflix world. Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion will be coming to Netflix on June twenty first. This is a cult classic anime. More than cult classic, I mean, it's considered one of the best anime of all time, and it is. Extremely hard to find legally. Streaming, uh, co- uh, DVD, anything. Um, the All of the shows and the two sequel movies will be coming to Netflix on June 21st. That's a major announcement. And then, of course, we got the trailer for Stranger Things Season 3. I am stoked. It's dropping July 4th. The show will be centered around July 4th. Got some cool character. Uh, they showed off some new characters. Uh, looks like there's going to be some preteen drama, as expected. As, as kids get older, you know, and um, a lot of interesting things going on here with uh, in relation to Steve. It looks like maybe he might be kind of stuck in in uh, in a rut. I, I don't I don't mean that like he's depressed, but it looks like maybe he's not able to move forward with his life. Um, looks like uh, the sheriff and Will's mom might be having a bit of a thing going on here. Uh, that was kind of hinted at in Season 2. Some new creatures that are going to plague the kids. It looks like Eleven might be, still be struggling with the Upside Down. And of course new government conspiracies to deal with. But I am stoked for this. Cannot wait for Stranger Things Season 3. It's been such a great show. Um, a lot of Pulls at a lot of nostalgia heartstrings there. Um, also, uh, got uh, John Favreau tweeted some more stuff about the Mandalorian, which is expected to air later this year on Disney Plus. Looks like Taika Waititi might be playing either IG88 or some other kind of IG assassin droid. Um, they teased him in front of a microphone reading lines with a picture of said droid, which I think is perfect. I mean, after Taika played Korg in Thor Ragnarok, you know he can deliver lines meaning in a meaningful way. Uh, Through voice acting because it's voice acting, isn't it? it Does require a level of some acting ability, it's not just reading lines and and hoping they sound right. In a big blow to I'm sure a lot of fans, um, I I, I never really watched this show, I would always watch it at the gym actually with subtitles because it was always on when I was there. But Supernatural will be ending with season 15 uh next year. Uh, it's actually one of the only shows left on the CW network from before when it was still the WB network. Uh, it's been running for a long time. I'm surprised it's it's made it this long. A lot of people love that show. Uh, some people I know think it overstated its welcome. But again, I, I can't say too much. Every time I did watch it, I did enjoy it. It was funny. Hell, they just did a Scooby-Doo crossover last year. And uh, yeah, we'll be ending with season 15 next year. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are upset over that. Um, That along with, of course, Arrow ending next year as well. A lot of shows that that lasted a good long run. Uh, And speaking of the Arrowverse, did any of you guys catch the two separate Spider-Man references last week on Arrow and then on The Flash? Which begs a whole lot of questions. Does Stan Lee exist in the Arrowverse? Does Marvel Comics exist in the Arrowverse? Does the MCU exist in the Arrowverse? I want to know. I need these questions answered. And how dare you do this to us, arrowverse writers? Now, you, now you're just throwing like a whole weird, uh, like strange conspiracy theory out into the world, and I don't have answers, and I'm just going to be left questioning it all the time. But no, it's a, a little nod to to, st- to obviously Spider-Man, a great hero. Hell, they even use the "with great power comes great responsibility" line. So. Obviously, it's nice to see them mention each other in each other's properties, and uh, look shows that they can play nice to, with each other when some some other companies can't always can't always do that. And uh, the last little bit of TV news I just wanted to talk about um, got some more news regarding the Halo show. Uh, Rupert Wyatt Wyatt um, was able to give a bit of an interview um, on on why he departed and why he couldn't make it, and how he had wished he was able to to actually work on it. Um, He had, uh, this was an interview with, uh, they interviewed him at South by Southwest, and he said, when you're making AAA games, uh, this is IGN, when you're making AAA games like that, and you're spending $450 million, and you're making them across five years, it's all a digital construct. So to me, I kept on asking the question of myself and the team around me, why would we want to be making something that is a digital construct on one third of the budget with one third of the time, said Wyatt. In simple terms, what I was, therefore, attempting to do was to do everything in camera, to go to locations, to bring a real-world quality to that mythology, which I think would have been really exciting. He said, you're dealing with the outer colony planets in Reach and just so many different topographies and places and cultures. Like, what is it like for a human colony over time to have evolved? What cultures from Earth have come there, or from Reach have come from come there, and then and that have then become the Apex culture. What clothes do they wear? I really hope that's how they pull it off. He said, uh, "Steeped himself. he had never steeped himself in the mythology, and so he took a similar approach to getting to know the world of Halo. He said, didn't really understand the mythology, so he took to exploring the lore of Halo and quickly became enamored with the deeper world of the series. He continued saying, there are times when you get involved with something, you don't really know it at the level of detail that the fans know. And you can sort of say, well, that's actually quite a good thing because you can have a fresh approach, said Wyatt. What became clear to me is it's running on dual tracks. There's the gaming population and then those that really explore the mythology. I became so obsessed with it. I was like, holy cow, this is an amazing world to explore. He explained time, time, time ran out for me when discussing the reason for his departure for the project. I really hope that's how they pull it off, he said to the new creative team. So he has no ill will. He just... It, it didn't work out for his scheduling, um. And with that, though, Showtime announced that they added Stephen Kane as a second showrunner for the first season. Uh, this is per the Hollywood Reporter. He was added alongside Kyle Killen as showrunner after Killen wanted to focus on the show's stateside production, which includes writing. While Kane will be on set in Budapest during filming, uh, Killen is reportedly expected to appear on set, but not at all times. Um, Killen. Kyle uh here we go. Stephen Kane is known for co-creating and acting as showrunner on the last ship and also worked on American Dad, the Closer and more. so he's he's used to doing big action epics. The last ship um, was on TNT for quite a while actually about a ship that uh, tried to stay offshore as a plague like took over the world. But yeah, again, like I said, not a whole lot on TV. Um, we're getting to my surprise. so I know today's a long episode. Just bear in mind that lot to talk about today. Um, and we're not done yet. Uh, the uh, couple trailers this week, uh, Toy Story 4 dropped its first story trailer, and it looks like it uh, be an interesting way to introduce Bo Peep back into the mix. Um, it looks like it'll be a little bit a little bit of a time jump after Toy Story 3, some of those characters involved, and, and we get to understand why Woody finds himself a, at a carnival. He uh, gets lost, as per usual, and... Uh, goes to find Bonnie again, and Buzz, Buzz jumps after him, and they find Bo Peep, and then end up at the carnival. It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. I uh, got a new trailer for John Wick, which looks amazing. I mean, the the, the the training Keanu had to do to get ready for this movie is just insane. Like, I, it, it's unreal, and it looks like Ian McShane's character who ran the hotel in New York might be providing John some help even though he's been excommunicated from the com- assassin community but I'm I'm excited for John Wick that drops soon uh let's see speaking of Keanu Reeves um him and Alex Winter uh released a video saying that Bill and Ted 3 will officially produ- begin production soon and will release in 2020 uh it's good to see that that uh actually really happening this time and not just a rumor anymore I'm excited, of course, but I don't know how many other people might be. Um, A lot of directors have been giving interviews recently. Uh, The director of Godzilla King of the Monsters promised that the new Godzilla movie will be the pay-per-view of Godzilla battles between Godzilla, Rodan, Ghidorah, and Mothra, and maybe two still as of yet named Kaiju, or Titans as they are called in the new MonsterVerse. Which I mean, if this is the pay-per-view of Godzilla fights, what's Godzilla versus Kong supposed to be? I mean that's supposed that should be like a pay-per-view level fight too, shouldn't it? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um The Russo brothers were given some interviews. Uh they've admitted that trailers uh for Endgame and Infinity War are edited in such a way to subvert fans' expectations and to throw them off guard. Which, I mean, was obvious. The the trailer for Infinity War was uh, always missing certain Infinity Stones when Thanos was fighting Cap. It showed uh, Hulk running with them in Wakanda when in fact he wasn't. So, um, don't expect everything in the the most recent Endgame trailer to be taken at face value. And speaking of that, um, the MCU is planning to rename Phases 1 through 3 as the Infinity Saga. Interesting. Uh, I guess that's to build up, obviously, to Infinity War and Endgame. And then it was also announced that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will start production in February of 21. Obviously, to allow James Gunn to finish The Suicide Squad, which uh, is being called The Suicide Squad. And a lot of people have been walking around claiming it's, it's a full reboot. It's not a full reboot. Everyone's just really confused on that. Um can we just get a straight answer can someone give us a straight answer I mean I'm sure James Gunn only just started writing it so so we don't know but there's a lot of news coming out of Warner Brothers right now some of it good some of it bad um the bad news let's get that out of the way first Warner Brothers CEO Kevin sujihara is stepping down amid a extramarital affair and I it's unfortunate that a man like that has to lose his job he's been working at Warner Brothers for Decades now. I think two or three they said. Uh, He's been in charge. The CEO since at least 2012. Or 2013. And in my opinion. He is mainly the one to be blamed. For the DCEU's woes. Granted he picked Zack Snyder. He's the one who ultimately signed off. On everything. Um, He's the one who okayed the meddling. In the other movies. Instead of just leaving them be. So hopefully. This along with Aquaman's success. And um, Shazam coming out, getting a lot of early buzz. Hopefully a, a new leaf will will have turned over there at, at uh, Warner Brothers. And speaking of that, uh, a lot of rumors dropped out right now around the new Batman movie. Uh, looks like it, they're looking to start production by November, December. And then a new rumor is suggesting that it will be set in the 90s and focus on Penguin as the main villain, which makes a lot of sense, especially with Ben Affleck not coming back. They could technically keep it in the current DCEU and have a younger Batman without um, without having uh, to technically reboot it and set it in like a different universe because it, it's 20 30 years ago so you have a younger Batman which explains Bat Batfleck's absence and uh, you can do the detective work hell they hinted at penguin being around in Batman vs. Superman. You know, Alfred says one uh, wishes for the time when all you had to worry about was wind-up penguins. Or was that Justice League? That was Justice League. Um, They also said, you know, they'd have Commissioner Gordon and Alfred, obviously, and focus more on the detective work, as per usual. My only question is, do they keep J.K. Simmons coming back as Commissioner Gordon? And I don't know if they could have Jeremy Irons back as Alfred, obviously, but they could. I mean, Alfred's always just been an older, older gentleman. Who knows? Um, Warner Brothers also, or someone involved with Legendary Pictures and Warner Brothers said that depending on how Detective Pikachu turns out, they have no problems turning it into a Pokemon cinematic universe. Hey, I'm all for it, man. As long as they just bring like a live action version of Ash or the games, um, I'm all in. Let's just, Let's just tread lightly though and see how Detective Pikachu turns out. Also got a teaser trailer for the ninth Quentin Tarantino film, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That looks real fun, looks uh, very uh Quentin Tarantino, say what you will about him, but he knows how to make a period piece. I'm excited. Especially with uh with uh Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio being involved. And um with Star Wars Celebration just around the corner, I'm sure we'll get news in regards to the other spin-off films and the rest of the trilogy, our first Star Wars Episode Nine trailer. Um, but I don't know if this rumor will be confirmed, but it has been floating around that David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, uh, the creators of Game of Thrones, obviously, and showrunners on Game of Thrones, um, by now, you guys, if you guys didn't know, they've, they've been given the keys to uh, run their own Star Wars spinoff series. And it's rumored that they're going to actually start production in the UK this year. And it will have an Old Republic setting. This is awesome. Let's see. I wonder if they'd go with... If this is true, I don't know if it's best to follow the Old Republic games or or set, like, adjacent to those. Um, those aren't canon anymore, so they could tell a new canon version of those. And I guess it was because of their experience on Game of Thrones, uh, they would best befit the Old Republic as it. it's more of a more refined era, uh, you know, with... with uh, technology still, um, but yeah, that that's expected, I'm sure we'll have news on that soon, um, and before I get to the surprise, speaking of Star Wars Celebration, um, Lucasfilm released pictures of their exclusives, and uh, if you don't know, this year is the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace, as well as the 20th anniversary of the Lego deal, so we're going to get a lot of 20th anniversary branded Legos, a lot of Phantom Menace toys, and a lot of those toys are... Centered around Darth Maul. Who's had a bit of a resurgence lately. Especially with him being in Solo and now the general populace. Knowing that he survived at the events of the Phantom Menace. Obviously if you watch the Clone Wars or Rebels you knew he, he's he been around for a while. He he didn't die. But I wonder if they're teasing at something bigger involving Maul. And if he'll be uh, involved in some other new stuff that that's coming out. But now to my surprise. I got to see Shazam. 2 weeks early. And oh my god, it was great. You know, I I was texting a friend and I told him it was better than expected and he's like, "What did you expect? Why did you pay for a movie if you expected it to be shit?" And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. Don't don't be an idiot, right? Like it was n- I it was not what I was expecting as in I didn't have I didn't have high expectations, I didn't have low expectations, but the movie actually was a lot funnier than I expected it to be. I was I was laughing quite a bit throughout the film. The action and the CG are are very well done. The story actually flows. I, I read a I read some other reviews saying like, oh, it falls apart in the middle, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Zachary Levi is amazing as Captain Marvel. Like you, you it's almost as if the uh, Billy Batson or Asher Angel, the actor playing him, was just doing everything for Zachary Levi instead of Zachary Levi doing it because. You're, it it makes you believe that it is a fourteen year old, or Zachary Levi plays a very convincing fourteen year old turned into a large adult superhero, and uh, the the Mark Strong as Doctor Sivana is is great. I mean, he you can tell that he loved playing the character. I know he likes doing good guys and bad guys. A great redemption for him, considering he played Sinestro in the Green Lantern movie that everyone shits on. Um. But the way the story plays out, um, I, I don't want to give too many spoilers away just because it is two weeks early. And, and maybe we'll talk about spoilers in a couple weeks once it's out and wide release and more people have seen it. I, I don't want to give too much away, but um, it, it did a lot of things I did not expect them to do. It went like full comic book and, uh, well, not full comic book, but like 85% comic book. And it works because sometimes that, that shit does, you can't pull that off right. And it um it doesn't work in a way that that you would hope it would, but it does in this movie. And uh, there is a reference to Big. I will say that uh, I won't tell you where, but or how. But there there is a reference to Big that I'm sure everyone saw coming. The after credit scenes are really cool, and uh, they they tie into the story a lot more. There is connection to the greater DCEU, so it is part of that same universe. Um I will say this, I liked Shazam a whole lot more than I liked Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel kind of left me longing, waiting for more. Um I won't say that it it it's it's not better than Aquaman because I loved Aquaman. Um, but I, I will say that that Shazam is a solid, solid nine, nine out of ten. And, and I'm not kidding. It's been a while since I left a uh probably since infinity war and and aquaman those are a lot oh, it's been a while I infinity war and aquaman left a lot of joy and wow in me Shazam did the same thing let me let me rephrase by saying Shazam left me with a lot of wow um like i said it's really funny that the casting is perfect even in some of this this the spoilery stuff i'm not going to talk about the casting in regards to that is great as well but it is really fun it's really funny it is if you do have uh, younger siblings or nieces or nephews or, or your own kids um, it, it is safe to take them to it it is uh, there I will say uh, the, the, the some of the villain designs are a little creepy and not something I expected in a movie like this um, but they they're, it is watchable it's not something that... Um, it's not too scary or anything like that. There are some stuff. It is PG-13 still, so I, I will say that it's a little more friendlier. To it's a little closer to PG than than R on the PG-13 scale. Um, but it, like I said, it was I was laughing the whole movie. The casting is great. Definitely a nine out of ten for me personally. Um, and I, I would I would probably want to go see it again in IMAX. Um, there's a, like I said, the, the fight scenes are choreographed well. The computer generated images are, are well done. It, it, it's not, it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look crazy. And it, it's not something, like I said, it's not something I expected out of this movie. It was more fun and funnier than I, than I thought. It uh, raised the bar for me in terms of what's next on the DCEU slate, which is Wonder Woman 1984 in uh, June. So we're over a year away from the next DC release, I think, unless Birds of Prey comes out before that. But it looks like the things are finally looking up for them over there. And I would definitely check out Shazam if you guys are excited. Um, I'm going to give it my stamp of approval. It comes out April 5th. I got to see it through a special uh, early premiere through Fandango. If you're wondering how I I got to do it, I mean it, it was a packed theater and everyone was laughing, so that that's a good thing too. When the whole theater's laughing at all the jokes, you know it's 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 doing well. And uh, I actually did see some people that I that I know at at the movie as well, and and they really liked it. So uh, I'm I'm excited, and uh, it sets a new bar. But yeah, that that's it for Nixner News. Thank you guys for listening to a long episode. Uh, Like I said, there was a lot to talk about with with Google, with Google Stadia announcement, um, some other gaming news, and of course, uh, this Shazam review at the end of the the episode here. Again, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Nixner News, nixnerdnews.com. You can find links there as well for Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. And uh, that's it, guys. Uh, Catch you guys on the flip side, alright? Fuck the haters.